Her Messy Bun podcast is getting a makeover in 2022, which means raw, unedited advice, interviews, private pods, and so much more. I'm going to be diving deep into how to transform your business and your mindset into what you actually want it to be. And as a creative consultant, I help self-employed baddies learn how to establish your creative brand while minimizing your workload and increasing your income. And I'm going to take that challenge on here on my podcast for you for free. So say goodbye to long days, burnout, and imposter syndrome, and start saying hell yeah to what you really want in life and in business. If you want to get out of your toxic relationship with hustle culture and find more freedom, then make sure you hit that subscribe button and turn your notifications on because together we are going to create intentional business rituals and strategies to become more productive and efficient. 11 Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of Her Messy Bun. I am Danielle, and today I have the opportunity and wonderful grace to interview Chelsea Abril. Is that, did I say your last name right? Abril, close enough. Abril, got it. We actually met on TikTok, so I'm going to let her introduce herself and what she does. Um, it's very similar to the ideologies that I have, so I think you guys might all just become best friends after this episode. <laughs> so take it away. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello. Okay. First of all, I am just, I love forever that we are meeting people on TikTok and like having such like profound relationships and connections. I'm like, God bless the internet. I know there's a lot of wild, wild things on there, but I am so, so grateful. Um, I've met so many really cool people on TikTok and like, they've been become really good friends and like connections and like, we've all done business together. We work with each other's clients. Like, it's so cool. I, I know. Love. You know, I will say this too. Sometimes I feel like people that I meet on TikTok or on social media now, mostly TikTok. Cause I don't think I've ever really met anybody on Instagram, but, yeah. um, when I meet people on TikTok and then like, we like interview or we just like hang out or we're texting and I'm like, do I have like a real life friend that fully gets me? I don't think I've, you know, like I have like one of those in real life where like they're also self-employed, but like other than that, it's like all people I met through TikTok. It's crazy. It's not funny. Yeah. Like I've been in the like entrepreneurship, like self-employed journey basically in my entire life. Um, and so it was, I remember now being like on Instagram when it was like TikTok is right now. We're like, that's where you met everybody. That's where you're making a bunch of really cool connections. Like before it, you know, turned into the, the meta, whatever it is now. Um, so I used to meet a lot of people on Instagram and this is kind of the funny thing that I, maybe some of your reader or readers, <laughs> listeners, um, there are readers when it comes to the blog. I just weren't posting this one necessarily on the blog. That would be too hard to script out. <laughs> consumers of this content <laughs> um, I feel like Facebook is like very vanilla like I go to Facebook to like talk to my family members like direct family my parents are like on Facebook mm -hmm. and then Instagram is where I built like my um I'm also a wedding photographer so I built my wedding photographer business over the last 10 you know 15 years at this point um and so I am that person on TikTok like yeah that person like with a little bit of spice you know like add a little bit of spice yeah and on TikTok yeah. I'm just like a wild animal I'm just like I post whatever I want I feel like there's this like a level of anonymity there that like didn't like coming from having a following on Instagram um but it's kind of fun so I feel the same way about people I meet on TikTok that I'm like you have seen <laughs> 
the sides of me that I, I have always wanted to express that I have, I feel so much freedom expressing and sharing like on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree, like finding people who relate on such deep levels, like the algorithm is really just on one. That's it, just, it's doing such a good job. I'm like, you're a late bloomer. You have undiagnosed ADHD. You're an entrepreneur. You're a small business owner. Crazy. Yeah. And I love that it just like bridges all those gaps of immediately like finding rapport with people and building relationship, like in a really natural, like fun, easy way. I love it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't even like, remember what the original question was. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's just like, tell me who you are. And I think you did in a nutshell of like, expressing who you are, but why don't you tell me like your kind of elevator pitch? So one thing I tell my clients all the time is like, tell me your elevator pitch. And I make it as simple as possible because pitches aren't fun, but we should be able to like run into, you know, Barb at the grocery store who made fun of us in high school and be able to be like, oh yeah, I'm actually uh, the founder of Kermesse Bun podcast, which turned into a creative consulting business that now makes blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like you should be able to say it confidently. And so that's like the end result of Kermesse Bun is to find your confidence again. So why don't you tell me your elevator pitch? It's just like who you are, what you do and where we can find you online. Beautiful. I also, my robot vacuum just went off. Can you hear it? (laughs) I'm like, damn it. Of course it would go off in the middle of this. Anyway, we love a clean house. If you hear it, I'll like run and go pause it. But so I'm Chelsea. I was born and raised in Hawaii. Um, a small town girl living her like big city, big girl dreams. Um, I started as a wedding photographer. I've been a serial entrepreneur my entire life. Um, I was a really, really shitty barista. And I think that, and like a hostess for a restaurant once. And that was about my extent of being an employee. Um, I should have barista the worst barista. I don't think anyone has ever done a worse job. (laughs) I couldn't remember, like I would get flustered with the numbers. I couldn't remember people's orders. I forgot them all the time. Mm -hmm. I should have known then that I probably had some kind of like undiagnosed ADHD. Anyway, it's funny looking back, but terrible, awful barista. I lasted for like four months and I was like, I will not be coming back here. And I think I stopped drinking coffee around then too. Just like too much. As I'm chugging iced coffee. <laughs> I love that for you. I love that for you. Um, yeah. So I've been a serial entrepreneur my entire life. Uh, in the last couple of years, I've uh, dove, dived, dove really deeply dove. into, dove, yeah, dove really deeply into business coaching after a series of my own burnouts. And I was just like, this can't be it. Like this can't be, you just make money and you hate it. And you make money and you sacrifice your life and your, your relationship. It's like, this can't be it. Like there are happy, rich people. How does this happen? Right. Um, like, there's gotta be some way. And I was really frustrated with like, you know, all these different things. So the elevator pitch is like, I work with entrepreneurs, creative visionaries. I'm a transformational business coach and I help them make the moves, build the strategies to have the most powerful, peaceful, profitable lives um, that they could imagine. Um, and my approach is very holistic. So I believe that if you have success in one place, the goal is probably if you checked in with yourself to have success in all of them. So there's no point in making a shit ton of money and like, having really poor health or like not taking care of yourself or ignoring your relationships, um, Mm -hmm. not having any hobbies, like, and then the same way, like if you have a lot of hobbies, but can't be your red, like, all right, let's find the middle ground so that you can feel really like peaceful, profitable, powerful in all the aspects of your life. Totally. Yeah. So you've been doing this for, like, you've been pretty much an entrepreneur on that journey, your entire career Mm -hmm. life. Yeah. What, what made you like, no, 
Cause I knew when I was in high school that I used to like want to own my own magazine. Literally you can ask anybody. It was like, I want to own my own magazine so that people can subscribe and I can teach them stuff and like teach them how to be like a really cool person of like following their dreams and following their goals. And like, I read my diary from high school and literally it's like, her messy button consciously creative combined, but like, like a little bit on high school crack versus like, on, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's so like naive in comparison to what I actually am able like doing. So what, when did you know? And like, what were you, what was that process like for you? I always laugh at that question because I never thought that I was going to be an entrepreneur. I never thought that I was going to do that. Like everyone's like, Oh my God, did you like dream of being a photographer? I was like, no, I never thought that was the thing. Like I grew up in a small town, very much on the bread and butter of like, go to school, go to college, get a good job, maybe with the government, the government's got, you know, great benefits, you know, and then retire and live your life. I saw, like, I didn't see a lot of people who looks like me, um, mm -hmm. in a lot of positions of like power or like influence. I just like, you go to school, you get a job. Like I want to be in corporate. My, I was on the, the track to go and live my corporate life and climb that ladder. And I still love that journey for people who do. And I, <laughs> I liked photography, um, as an expression. Like I was very, very shy. I was very much like a very, in my little square, in my box, like all through high school, I was very quiet. Yeah. Um, I, that's weird I, to think about you being quiet <laughs> like no there's absolutely no offense but like if you guys go follow her on TikTok <laughs> literally she's just like her personality is so loud that I can't imagine you being quiet in high school but I was also quiet so yeah and so I had like no self-confidence mm -hmm. I was just like very much fine being like on the sidelines and like very attached to my tragic story whatever I thought that was um and so I took I enjoyed photos as a self-expression. And then like, literally I was like, how did you get started? I'm like, uh, I don't know. My friend's dad said he would give me 20 bucks to like take his son's senior pictures. And that was like gas for a month back then. And I was like, absolutely. So then someone paid me 20 and then someone paid me 40 and 50 and then a hundred. Um, and it, here I am, you know, 12, 10, 12 years later, uh, charging thousands and thousands of dollars for mm -hmm. my photography and now building a super successful coaching business alongside it based on all like of my combined life experiences between them. But I never thought that I would do that. Yeah. I, I, once I got started with entrepreneurship, I, um, I had been interested in that, like freedom idea. Like I had had, you know, touches with like multi-level marketing and direct sales and all of those things. I believed in the dream and the vision, but like it never worked out for me. So I was like, maybe I do just like go live this other thing. Yeah. But it kept happening. I grew up in such a small town that I never had to market. Like I didn't have to do any of the like, Instagram was like just for fun mm -hmm. when it first came out. Um, so yeah, well, I and it benefited you too, because I feel like back then, like if you were good at taking photos and like you knew that, like it was totally meant for photographers from the get go, you know, yeah. whereas like TikTok now is literally meant for anybody because mm -hmm. look at like the lighting in some of the most viral videos you've ever seen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's not skill based anymore. Like it's right. just personality. Person -based. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Human first, which I love that about TikTok. Right. Um, yeah. So it was kind of weird. It, my business happened very much by accident. My entrepreneurial journey was very much by accident. Like I still went to college. Um, I put all my eggs in one basket, thinking I was going to go to a photo college, and then it got rejected. And I was like, oh. Oops. So then I just went to community college um, and didn't take it seriously. 
I was a high achiever in high school. And then I got, I flunked out of college basically. And I was like, oops, oopsies. <laughs> oh, I think I used up all my work ethic, whatever. And then I traveled and then like, I had so few expenses that I think I was living on like $300 a month. And so I would travel and run around. My dad was working for the airlines. And then I would come home and like wash my clothes and do a photo shoot and then leave again. That's insane. It was, and I, it makes me laugh. I remember having $30 once and I was like, that's fine. That'll last (laughs) me for like two weeks. (laughs) Anyway. Wow. That feels like a fever dream, but yeah. And so it all kind of happened by accident. It just, I was lucky enough that it started. Um, and then once it started to pick up, I was like, oh, this could actually be the thing that I do. I don't have to go yeah. get it. Um, so I think in 2013, when my husband and I moved back to Hawaii, uh, I was like, all right, this is my first like real big girl go at things. Like well, I've got rent, I've got bills, like I have all these different things to pay. And so that's when I started taking it really seriously. And then in 20. 20- 19, I had like my most winningest year. Like I, I hit, like I hit my first six figures in like 2017 and then I kept doing it and kept doing it. And I was like, so cool. It's so cool. I'm really tired. I'm, I'm not having a good time. <laughs> oh God. Um, that was flying back and forth between Hawaii and Seattle. It was, I had accidentally like really just put my foot in my mouth and was doing what looked really, really cool on Instagram and was absolutely just like the worst for me oh. for my relationships. Um, so I would say COVID a hundred percent, like saved my marriage, saved my body, saved my relationship with myself, saved my business. I'm sure I probably would have just like run it into the ground and be like, bye. Yeah. So, so you pretty much like found out that you were burnt out in yeah. 2020. I was like, what is this? What is this feeling that I'm having? And I think that's like when the conversation started to happen, like in 20, I feel like in 2018, 2019, people started to like mention it, but that was still like deep, deep, deep in hustle culture. Like, oh my God, you, you wake up at 4am, you sleep one minute every month. Like mm-hmm. if you're not, if you're not, then you're a piece of shit. Like I was like, yeah, for sure. Like I'm, I'm a piece of shit. I am. I am a piece of shit. Like, let me, I hate sleeping, sleeping. Can I be part of that. the club now and go viral, please? I swear. Yeah. Gold star. I promise. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, yeah. And I didn't even think that that's, I just thought that you were meant to be tired and you were meant to be exhausted and you were meant to kind of sacrifice a lot in for mm-hmm. the, the long, you know, term gain. And I was like sacrificing what felt like a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost, yeah, definitely too much. Definitely too much. Like, but it was all like, I was still like very much into like maintaining the image that I was successful. I was making great money and I was traveling like every other weekend back to Hawaii and like very much a beautiful Instagram life. So it was very like the Instagram versus reality that I would come home. I'd be exhausted. My husband and I were like fighting all the time. Um, I was never gone to deal with the fight. So like, we just kind of put everything on hold. Um, we're very happily married. Just everyone, we have not. No one <laughs> you can actually see through the videos. Yeah. Because it's more real. But- Moving forward, everything's fine. But yeah, so I think in 2019, um, I think there was just started to be a lot of people were so tired. And yeah. I was one of them and I was like, oh my God, wait, we're talking about being tired now. Oh wait, we can yeah. talk about that. And it felt very taboo to be like, I'm tired. I don't want to work hard. Like I'm exhausted. How am I supposed so- to keep going? <laughs> Okay. Well, I want to know something because like, I feel like I got lucky in the sense of finding out that I was tired and that I was beat and that I needed to go on bed rest because I was pregnant in 2019. Oh, sorry, son. This in 20 years. In 2018, I was pregnant. He was, he was born in 2019. So both, but, um, 
I was like on bed rest from month five till I gave birth pretty much. So that was a really long time to like have to slow down. Whereas like before that, I mean, I was literally from like high school, the second I could get a worker's permit, I got a worker's permit and I worked 40 hours a week. So I was 15 going to school full-time working full-time, even my senior year, I remember they were like, oh, you can opt to take out, to take less classes. If you take one, um, college course. And I was like, yes, let me do that so that I can make more money and work more and stuff. And like, I was always go, 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 go. And I was undiagnosed ADHD, had no idea that I was like burning myself out. I didn't real, I couldn't like maintain friendships. I couldn't maintain relationships. It was rough, but like being told you can't do anything. Like I was like, oh, that was 2018 for me. So I was self-employed for two years at this point. Mm-hmm. So when we're like at what, how many years in were you? And then also like, what made you realize that? Because it's definitely before COVID hit, even though like COVID saved your life, like it was before it hit. So can yeah. you like go into that? And just to preface, like, I feel very lucky to even say like, oh, COVID was a blessing for me. Like, oh, yeah. it was, like, such a shit show. But like, in retrospect, looking back, mm-hmm. I'm really grateful for what it caused. So the same thing, like, obviously you weren't grateful for bed rest, but like right. what it did for your life. So for me, like 20, I hadn't like been in Seattle for um, longer. So I live in Seattle now. I hadn't been in Seattle since we had moved in 2017 for any longer than like, I think the longest I'd been here at any one stint was like four to six weeks. And I was gone all the time. So you guys so, lived together in Seattle, but you were just gone in Seattle, but I was gone all the, all the time. Like sometimes I would be gone like twice a week back to Hawaii or like, and I would just like miss my husband so much. I would fly back one day, go back the next. It was just like so unsustainable and unhealthy. It was awful. Um, so <laughs> I was... So 2013, I just like to say 2013 was like when I actually like stepped in and took it seriously. Um, And then in 2019 was when I was getting tired. I think 2018 was my first like six figure year. And then I think I did like a hundred, like 102 and then like 140 and then 180 and then 204 and then 240 and then whatever. And so I was able to keep stacking them. And it wasn't until like, and I've had my most winningest years since COVID, which is crazy. I know, especially, especially because of how many people have either quit or lost their jobs. Like that is insane to think that like people in the self-employment environment were able to succeed. And it's, I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that like other people were losing their, like, it's not like their losses are gain type of thing. It's more so people really realize like, I need to shop small. And that meant everything, every if you can as much small as you can go, like support, 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 you know? And I feel like then they also wanted to learn how to do it themselves too, which yeah. is amazing. And I'm glad. I'm glad I, what? <laughs> we all had a lot of time on our hands. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. So I'm really glad that like people got the opportunity to realize that burnout was not healthy. And I think that's a funny thing too, because so like, Yes, the beginning of COVID was the first time that I actually had to stop. Like I couldn't leave, even if I wanted right. to. Like, oh my God. And then I was just like, you know, in here with my husband in our uh, sub 600 square foot apartment. And I was like, who are you again? <laughs> Hi. So we like, it was so helpful for my relationship. And then I was very much still like on like, like toxic positivity. I was just trying to lie to myself. I was like, this is going to take two weeks. And then it took two months. And I was like, 
three months tops. And then, you know, now we're going on like two, three years at this point, but that was also like another deeper, I feel like even like version of burnout. Um, so I want to acknowledge that, like I started COVID like, you know what? Okay. I'm going to stay like, it's going to be fine. Like everyone in the wedding industry was just like shitting bricks because we've always been expected to have the answers as like, you know, highly paid professionals and Uh no one had answers. And so I think in July, but remember that like fuck 2020 song with Loki. Yeah. Anyway, that song came out and I was like, LOL, what a fun song. And then I listened to it twice and I like burst. I had like my first emotional breakdown to that song, which was really funny to me because I started laughing and then I started crying. And then I was doing both for like three hours. (laughs) Are you okay? And I was like, Nope. So you oh, went from being like, okay. who are you to him being like, who are you? Oh yeah. So, <laughs> and I know that that's also not a soul experience. And so even with that, like I had started doing my business coaching, I'd spoken at a couple conferences. I had started like actually offering paid services, like December of 2019. Like I, yeah. anyway, and so I had had a couple of clients and then even that, so we go into that, like all of our wedding clients are canceling. A lot of my coaching clients are back in. They're like, I, we don't know, like if we can even afford them, like I get it, like it's fine. And so that was a really big, scary hiccup too. And so even just to not give up either of those entrepreneurial journeys was really hard. And then to be trying to keep them afloat and have the pressure of keeping them afloat. Like, thankfully my husband also has a corporate job. Like we would have been fine on either of our salaries. Um, but I have the pressure to like, I have to still be exactly who I was, you know, outside the pandemic. Um, but being so tired of like trying to know, I think what I loved about COVID in that lesson alone was I'm not supposed to know everything period, like Mm -hmm. end of, end of, end of sentence. I'm not supposed to know everything. I don't have to know everything. Um, and it's okay also to lean into the not knowing of stuff. And so that was really helpful for me to just like, oh yeah, duh, like that's growth mindset. Obviously we're in a very traumatic scenario, but mm-hmm. leading into growth mindset has been really hard for me in general, especially in my entrepreneurial journey, which I'm sure a lot of, so I'm sure, you know, growth mindset, but it's the idea that like, we're meant to learn, we're meant to grow, we're meant to make mistakes. And that's, that facilitates the learning. Um, I was deeply a perfectionist most of my life, very deeply concerned with being loved and accepted by people. And they're just so funny because now, <laughs> now, you know, like when you get like the growth mindset, the creativity mindset, all those like, like <clears throat> open mindsets that are there. When you get that, you realize like the perfectionism is actually, and this is somebody else's quote. I just don't know who's, um, <laughs> that perfectionism is the killer of creativity. Absolutely. Don't you feel so much more creative now than you were then? And you were like in your creative genius then, right? Like I'm doing all of these things. And so I must be the most creative person ever, but really now you are more creative than you were then. I'm sure. Yeah. And I say this like with as much like care as possible, (laughs) but like I have experienced so much more success and growth in all aspects of my life, especially since COVID, because I just stopped fucking caring. Yeah. I can't, I can't control any of this, even if I wanted to like, fuck it. I don't care anymore. I'm going to do whatever. And not to say that I wake up every day and I never think about like, oh my God, what if I fail? Um, but just like, whatever, let's risk it for the biscuit. Like, let's go try something out if it fails. Like, and I have had many a thing that has failed. Like 
I'm now like what I think three years into like my coaching journey. Um, I did like a year long apprentice master's apprentice mastery apprenticeship apprenticeship. <laughs> I did a year long apprenticeship with a master coach. Um, and so then even coming out of that and like all of these different things, like my paradigms and my realities are all just like very much like, okay, this is who we get to be now. And we also get to be this. Um, and this is a total tangent, but for all the entrepreneurs who are like, oh, I am this. So even with like my elevator speech, like I've been like, okay, that's what I do. I right. do that now. I love that I do that now. And I love that those are the things that I do. And what about these other things? I think that's been my favorite thing is like the expansion of the entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. journey. I feel like, and this is true for me in my life, is it always hearing like, oh, is that your cute little side hustle? Like, oh, is that your cute little side gig? Like you're doing that for fun. How's your little business? And so unless you were doing something full-time, like you weren't serious, it wasn't a serious thing. And so I threw my whole life mm -hmm. into being a photographer. I did right. nothing else. I took nothing else. I was serious. I was this person. And then I started to panic. I was like, I like other stuff. I want to do other things. I can't, I also don't want to do this my whole life. Only this, like, I like it, but that's like, you know, you can kill something with love. Like you can smother mm -hmm. it. I'm like smothered by this thing that I loved. Billie Eilish, she says like the things that, you know, the things she used to love, like just keep her paid now. And I was like, bruh. And I, I think that's important and like why I've enjoyed so much, like with business coaching, a lot of the people that I end up working with are feeling that same sort of like, yeah. I don't know if it's panic, but it's a feeling where you're like, is this it is a lot of the thing. Like tightness. I know this can be it. Yeah. A tightness. Like I know this can't be it. Like I love my job or I love this thing that I do, but like, I love other things or I'm other things are suffering. Like this can't just be it. Like there has to be something else. And so helping people navigate, like the duality or like just multifaceted ways to be a multifaceted person, like, you know, multi-passionate entrepreneurs, um, you get to do all these different things. It just depends on how you want to do it. Um, I like to call them bumper lanes. Like I help people build bumper lanes in their life. Like we're not That's supposed to have a strike every single time. Maybe we get a spare, maybe we don't hit anything, but we're figuring out with the bumper lanes that get us closer and closer and closer to just having a narrow field of vision to like actually do what we want to do in the way mm -hmm. that we want to do it. And then also being the person that we want to be as we go towards those things. So we're not just like sacrificing being some like crazy fucking person for two years. And they're like, who was that? Whoopsies. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really important to like yourself along the way. And that, that was really hard for me. It was liking myself. Cause I was like, okay, I can be someone else for a little while. And I'm like, that's, Oh, if I had one thing for my younger self, I'm like, okay, just be yourself though. <laughs> we can bring, we can still adapt and like evolve and grow into these spaces, but you don't have to completely just like throw who you are out the window. Like, I think the number one thing, like no matter what kind of money you make, people you meet connections, whatever, like if you don't like yourself, none of that really is great. Like you climb the mountain and then you hate the view or like the money goes away and you can't buy like liking yourself. Yeah. I like to tell people that if you don't like yourself, everything that you do is either a forgettable or B going to cause a trigger in the future because mm -hmm. like you're going to be doing things that are not meant for you yeah. and you're going to be doing things that you're going to regret or you're going to be doing things so blindfolded because it's not who you are that you're going to end up on this path and you're going to be like, how the hell did I fucking get here? Like, what, what did the I life do? Of this. Yeah. yeah. Who am I? 
Yeah. Am I? Yeah. And I feel like that's really, really jarring just to be like, <laughs> we always laugh. Like there's, I feel like the joke, like who did this to me? Who, who booked my schedule like this? Like who did this? Like, and I'm not sure, like, damn, it was me. I did that. I'm responsible for everything like mm-hmm. in my business and whatever. And so that's always kind of funny, but yeah, like, and it's, I think one of the most like insidious things that can happen with entrepreneurs is that you, I don't think people notice immediately when they're not being themselves. Yeah. I think that's like a learned thing to be really aware of like, is this me? Is this true? Mm -hmm. Um, And what I work a lot with my clients too, is like evaluating the cost of anything that we're doing. So everything, like everything has a cost, everything has a benefit, but like we're a lot of times we're just seeing like what we can get from something and not ever really acknowledging what the cost is, Um, whether it's time, energy, like self-esteem relationships, like there's so many little things that can happen that if we aren't course correcting, if we aren't practicing like bumper lanes or any sort of mindfulness, as we go about chasing our goals, the costs can like rack up a debt pretty, pretty fast. And sometimes mm-hmm. you can like recover from it. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to scrap the whole thing and start over, which is yeah. a real travesty, <laughs> real travesty. So I actually have a random question. One that I probably did not even like prep you for in any not way, right. shape or form, but something you said made me think of a story about so an uh, entrepreneur that was brand new in the world had a coach who taught, um, who taught, well, I, I don't know exactly how it was taught or anything like that. Cause I not my coach, but, um, the way it seemed was that it was like money before anything, like your worth is so much more, so much more, so much more. And I'm not saying that our worth in life is m- like more or less, but I am very curious how you feel when it comes to teaching a brand new person who's never done a coaching B any form of entrepreneurship or C been self-employed whatsoever. Do you, are you on like the mindset of like, no, you need a high ticket or are you more on the mindset of like, let's start you off small and see how it grows because value is more important than having a high ticket client. That is a great question. And this is the kind of like, and the answer to that is that I am an asshole. <laughs> It's a yes or no question. Uh, <laughs> I love that people, yes. Thank you for having TikTok references. I'm like, none of my friends really are on TikTok. I'm like, you guys, all these wasted opportunities for TikTok references. <laughs> anyway, um, so with that, like the, the style of coaching that I do, this is one of my favorite things about like how I've bumper laned my own coaching approach mm-hmm. is that I don't believe that there's a single right answer for anybody. Mm-hmm. And it's very deeply attached to who the client is. I don't work typically with a lot of brand, brand new people. Um, it's typically people who are already having some sort of success, but whatever. Um, if I was going to go talk to like a high school, uh, you know, a business class of entrepreneurs who were ready to start something, ready to go, um, I would probably work with them first on figuring out why exactly they're doing it. So I, I love asking the question of why, like, all right, why are we offering this? why do they want this? What are you like? What's the end result? Like, so if you sell 20, then what do you need? Um, I feel like wealth, um, and like financial gain is so relative. Uh, I was just having this conversation. Like I remember being fed the dream of like the McMansions in Texas. I was like, Oh my God, like they must be so rich. And I'm like the McMansions in Texas are like $200,000. I know it's cheaper than my house. And I live in, yeah. Condo down the block (laughs) for real. And so again, like 
I never really knew, like no one ever prefaced that like that was so relative, like mm-hmm. my, the dollar here is not the dollar there. Um, and so I'm grateful that I grew up in Hawaii because like I'm just accustomed to things being more expensive. Um, but I think that's an important thing. So like, why are you making the money? Is this for long-term? Is this to pay for your car? Like, what is the purpose that we're even offering this thing that we want to sell? Um, I love high ticket stuff. I think they're um, like, I, I mostly do high ticket. Um, I like to offer lower ticket things just because I, I like to be available to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's all very much in, in the space of the journey. What I've experienced is like, I've enjoyed doing lower ticket things to build my own confidence. Cause I'm like, I want to know what I'm doing. Like, I would never tell someone to go and charge a shit ton of money for something that they were just winging it for the first time. I'd be like, babe, like, let's get some case studies. Like, let's go get some evidence that this works. Like no quicker way to like burn yourself down to ruin your reputation. And then just offering something that's ass. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. I definitely, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think that there's like a, a smooth line when it comes to that high ticket price and being comfortable with it. So like, if that line is not smooth, then the high ticket price for you is not there yet. You know, like it should be an easy climb and an easy feeling for you. You should not feel out of breath and like, how the hell am I going to get to the next level? Like, you know, it should be a smooth line. So I like that. Um, to be able to sleep at night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I love a high ticket. I am all about people like valuing their time. And again, like coming back to the dollars, very different. And the reason why we're doing things are very different. I do have a lot of clients where money isn't their driver. And so they don't really care what they they do. So again, we come back to the question of like, all right, so what's the cost if time, if you know, the money isn't the biggest driver, of course, you want to make money and be valued. So what is the value of your time? Okay. Do you have to hire a sitter? Are you going home? Are you driving? Like, what could you be doing instead? Is it worth it to you? Does you, do you actually love this? Um, and I love also auditing that journey over time. So I work with a lot of my clients for like three, six, nine, 12 months. Um, I work with them for longer periods of time because even with all of this, and I'm sure you've had the same experience, the thing we love in January is not the thing necessarily that we love in July. And it's not the same flavor. It's not the same shade. If it's a Sunday, we are like adding a bunch of different shit to it. So it's no longer vanilla. It's this totally different, delicious thing. Um, and so it's like a constant journey of adjusting and adapting and taking in client feedback and taking in your own personal feedback mm-hmm. and like relationship feedback. Like who did you like, did my husband like, Hey husband, did you like who I was the last six months while I was building this thing? He's like, Oh, I don't really love you in launch phases. Cause you're a little cool. crazy. like, you know, I'm like, yeah, bitch, who's not but I'm like, okay, perfect. Cool. And so that's even just like good feedback in general. Like, did you like yourself? Did your people like you? Like, mm-hmm all of these different things. Um, and I think, yeah, like some people I've seen some people do really high ticket things and just have them bomb. And I think that's like, and again, it's so, it just depends so much on the client. And so that's, I like to tell my clients, I'm like, listen, <laughs> I am not your guru. Like I am not the know all end all be all person. I have my perspective and I'm help. I'm here to help you arrive at your best answer for you. I can give you my mentorship feedback. I can give you notes on my experience. Like in my coaching, I will do my best to keep my opinion out of things. And if I do give you my opinion or my experience, I tell you very clearly, like, all right, this is opinion. I'm going to put my opinion hat on. Like, this is what I think about this. This is my feedback personally. Um, but a lot of the coaching that I do is very much, uh, person focused. Like, so who are you? What are your values? how much money do you want to make? How much money do you need to make? So even like, I, I like, I like numbers. I love money. Money's my favorite. 
I love money. I love um, money too, man. I love helping people make it. Um, and so even working those financial goals, like a lot of people, I wonder how you feel about this. It's like, I've <laughs> the lie of the six figure life oh is God. just, is so fucking hilarious to me. So listeners, uh, watchers, uh, six figures and like 10 K months are like great buzzwords. I love them. I love making consistent six figures and like 10 K plus months. Like I love that for me. And that's a true thing for my life. Cool. But the dollar is different everywhere. Like my life is relative. I have to make $10,000 a month to like live in Seattle and like support my lifestyle. Like I couldn't make less <laughs> or the same as like someone living, like, I don't know, let's just say like the middle, the Midwest or like in Texas where cost of living is much lower, like 10,000 a month, you can get like 10 McMansions over the course of two years. <laughs> you know, It's just yeah. so relative. And so a lot of people are attaching themselves to the six figure life without ever really knowing what it means or why they even want it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like they just can- know that it's $10,000 and every, I, I, the, the buzzword is like so overdone for me. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's just so oh, overdone because what does $10,000 even mean? I like to say, so like, okay, cool. So if you're like, I want to make six figures, I want to be a six figure entrepreneur. I'm like, okay, great. Whatever. 10 K you want to be a 10 K entrepreneur. Love that for you. Yeah. Let's figure out what that means. Like, I don't, you can throw any numbers out and just be like, cool. Like, isn't that a fancy goal to set? I'm like, right. I don't give a shit about your goals and how they sound. <laughs> I care that they mean something to you. Yeah. So if you want to make six figures, tell me about your six figure life. <laughs> what does a six figure life mean for you? Does that mean you, you know, you work only nights and you get to spend your days out doing what you love? Is it you only work two hours a day, two days a week? Like, I don't care what the goal is as long as it means something. Mm-hmm. Want to make a hundred thousand dollars a month? Perfect. Let's figure out why. Yeah. And then we'll then we'll move on to how we could do it. Oh, why is like so important to me? I'm like, there's no fucking point to like waste your gas, burn your rubber, or, like spin your tires, achieving a goal that isn't even your goal to begin with. That was what happened. I feel like for me, it was like I got to the end and I was like, now what? <laughs> like. Uh, I didn't know what to do with the money. I didn't know what to, like, I didn't have anyway, like all these different things because I had never bothered to figure out why I was even doing anything that I was doing. I didn't know what my values were. I feel like I completely sacrificed any and all of those. Like I couldn't even tell you what they were. I couldn't tell you what my hobbies were. (laughs) I didn't even know what I liked anymore except working. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's not the life. That's not it. That just can't be it. And so yeah. I'm deeply, deeply attached to other people and helping other people feel deeply attached to what they're doing and why and who they want to be while they're being those things or doing those things. Like, yeah. Thing that's missing a lot. Yeah. It's almost like you're recoaching your younger self. Like that's who quote unquote target audiences. I'm really in like the, um, and like this like transformation of what a target audience actually is just purely because, um, of like how old school the, well, what exactly do they look like? Uh, bothers me more now than it's ever done before. Like I've always had a hard time trying to picture this one person. I do have a person that I call Natalie. However, I don't put like, like skin tone or hair color or anything like that attached to it. Like you're like you're supposed to, so that you can really visualize this person. That's such like an old school way of thinking and it's not acceptable anymore. So I feel like 
knowing the values, like what you want to instill mm-hmm. in somebody, what kind of frustrations you want to help, what kind of um, desires you want to help achieve, like knowing those things, like what you, everything that you just listed is the perfect way to describe your target audience, because that could be anybody and everybody, anybody that matches that would want to hire you, you know, like, so it just got me, I, sorry, I went off on a little like target. I love this tangent because I was just like, so full transparency in my own market. Like I know what I do. I know what I do and I know who I am and I know what my services are and I know what to offer. And I still like get very stuck in like, what do I then create? Like, what do I actually say on TikTok? What do I, what is my pitch? Like what is doing these things? Like once you get me started, I'll fucking talk forever. But like, it's for me on my own, in my own home by myself with my ring light, like actually getting started to say what those things are is really hard for me. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do some marketing stuff. Like, let's just jog the old memory. And all of the questions were like, where do they shop? What do they do? And I'm like, ah, (laughs) I know. I actually am in the process of updating my, my target audience avatar freebie that I have. I'm Mm -hmm. in the process of updating it to be more like appropriate for 2022, but also more realistic for like who you're, what a target audience actually is, you know? So and I feel like those, like those are all metrics that are great for Facebook ads and that, but Facebook ads are very specific too. Like not everyone, not everyone is running a business that would necessarily benefit from Facebook ads. And not a lot of people are at the point where they're ready to invest in Facebook ads. And I see a lot of people, excuse me, doing those things and then just like spending money with hope for return. And then there's not. So like, even with the way that we market what we do and what we love is making sure that those are also in alignment with the values. Like who is going to, who are we looking for? Yeah. I think that's great. So like, that's what I love, love, love about TikTok for bringing it like full circle is that we're speaking directly to people face to face, feeling to feeling value to value. Like you can't lie on video. Yeah. And the ones that can are really good at it. And it's usually under six seconds, but like, still it catches up, you know, (laughs) like it catches one, it catches up and two, it's not consistent. So like, it's unsustainable too. That's coming back to like, all right, be who you are, because if you pretend for long enough, then you're, it's going to, your mask is going to fall off anyway. Like, yeah. And not just save yourself the, the embarrassment of being like, whoops. Yeah. I, I, made a TikTok, I made a TikTok like last week sometime and it was about how like trying to be somebody else is literally the biggest burnout um, processor that you can actually have. So like you are wasting so much creative energy trying to be like somebody else, whereas you actually gain more creative energy trying to be more like you and like mm-hmm. trying to tap in because you're t- when, when you tap inward, you're pulling all of your creative string and energy back to you. Um, this is like concepts that are from the how to become supernatural or let me pull up the book. It's Dr. Gypsif something or other. I am worth. I have not like I am I am recovering from my burnout of reading. So typically in my personality style historically, based on evidence, uh, is I go all the way left or all the way right. Yeah. I like don't really do a lot of living in the middle. That's what I'm working on. Um, so like from I think 18 to like 25, I only read like educational self-help books. And I was like, it is bad. I am a wasted space if I pick up any book that it doesn't immediately give me any growth opportunity. And so then I just stopped reading for four years after that. So I was like, well, that sucked. <laughs> so I haven't read like, a, I read them occasionally, but like I'm, I'm in my uh, novel era. Mm. I read a lot of fantasy. 
I've I've learned that if I read fantasy, I can listen to not like I can listen to educational books and it's almost like I'm listening to a podcast. So like I, I found that like years ago, but reading fantasy makes it more um, of a healing process versus an education, like burning my eye process. Um, But it is really quick. It is becoming supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Dispenza. I love the premise. Very also in alignment with fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so that was the last book that I bought that was for like book reading wise um, versus listening wise for that I bought. And I still, I have I had it for like five years and I, or a few years, I don't know how long, but I have never been able to finish it. I just like read like a paragraph at a time because educational books with my ADHD, it's like, it doesn't happen. It doesn't work. Fantasy books. I'm like, oh my God, I can see it. I can feel it. I can hear it. You know, like, (laughs) and I feel like that's a great parallel because like they're in the entrepreneurial journey there's always going to be something that we don't really want to do that is beneficial and necessary. So Mm -hmm. like running our business, like whatever the tedium means for you. Some people live for admin. I just want to stab my eyes out like emails. Oh my God, please God. No. Um, but like even with that, so you have to like, like who you are and like what you build. I swear to God, it's so cute. I just like, like, I need to get comfortable. You guys have been talking to me. Shut up. Move on the couch. But curating your business and your life and the way, like build what you want. I was very, like a little profound uh, quote was like, we get, we get into entrepreneurship. So I know you'd ask like, oh, what would you tell people who are starting up in their business? Yeah. Um, I imagine that no one getting into entrepreneurship was like, I would love something I can't escape. I would love to build something that isn't really mine. And that I like, you know, I can't sleep at night. I would love that. Let me build that for myself. So we leave whatever we leave before this, because we're looking for flexibility and freedom and like peace. Like we want to feel in control of our lives in control of ourselves in control of our destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the creative the creators of our own, you know, lives snaps. Right. Um, and then so many of us, myself included, just build this really pretty cage that we can call ours. That's co- we can call it ours. We can call it our business, but it's still the thing that we can't escape that robs us of sleep at night sometimes. And, so my endeavor, I used to think that I was an Enneagram seven. I'm, I'm a thousand percent sure I'm an Enneagram three, but, um, fun is very important in my life. Like if I'm not having fun, I don't want to be there. I don't want to do it. And so I deeply, deeply believe that there is a way to make most anything fun. Um, there is no faster way for me to just run flat out of energy and pop my balloon than to be like, all right, do this tedious, overwhelming thing. I'm just like, please no, I'll do anything else. Um, so infusing your business and creating it to, again, like if your values are to be flexible and have freedom and to have fun in your life, don't build something that robs you of any of those, like make sure that there's always something balancing out. So like with the scales, like, okay, sure. Doing admin and accounting and, general upkeep is kind of annoying and boring, but like make sure that we balance it again, that we're still doing enough of the creative and then finding the support for all those things. So it's easy to build a cage when you go off on your own. It's easy to accidentally build something that totally sucks ass. (laughs) That is just like the worst. You're like, who did this? Damn it. It was me. (laughs) I don't think anything is ever like too far gone either. Like you might have to just like take a real far step back, take a lot of deep breaths, but like a lot of people 
that I end up working with come to me feeling sober and out, like they're robbed of their inspiration and their creativity. They're like, I used to love this or like, I still think I do, but I don't feel it. Mm-hmm. I don't feel, I don't like what is happening. I don't know how I got here. Yeah. Um, so like, I'm making great money. I'm doing all the things like, where's my gold star? Why am I not happy yet? Like, why am I still exhausted and really stressed out? And that journey is different for everybody. So, so for some people, that's like their first 40,000, they're freaking out. Sometimes it's their first hundred or multiple, you know, six figures. And it, again, like what I was saying earlier, like it's all so incredibly relative. Mm-hmm. So my work that I do with people, it doesn't matter. Like I typically am working almost exclusively with like creative service-based entrepreneurs. So somewhere in those, a lot of them are visionaries, um, manifesting generators. A lot of them are also, um, uh, you're kidding me out. And I lost my thought or train of thought, Leia. <laughs> Anyway, some of them are kitties. Yeah, some of them are cats. Um, some of them are hilarious. Some of them are also neurodivergent. That was my finishing thought. A lot of them are experiencing, whether they are diagnosed or undiagnosed, they're experiencing some form of where they are identifying with having neurodiverse tendencies. Yeah. Um, and it's so relative, like what works for one person doesn't work for the other. And I think that's my biggest peeve with like coaching in general or like personal growth or just anything that's like follow my 10 step program, follow my, this, like do exactly what I do. And I think that's like the really masculine approach that was like deep in like 2017 to 2019 was like, here's my formula. Here's my, this, like do this and you'll do it. And we were all doing it and we were all getting there, but like not ourselves. We didn't like what we'd made. We technically had done it, but like, we're deeply unhappy (laughs) about actually crossing the finish line. Um, and I think that's just important to note that like, not everything is meant to work for you and the way it works for someone else, the way it works for me probably might not be the same for you. And so when I'm coaching people, it's like to have new strategies, to figure out new things, it's yes. And so, all right, here's what works. Let's try this. Okay, cool. You like it? Yes. And how do we curate it and like paint it and bedazzle it to even be more perfect for your life and what you're doing and like your uh, respective values and how you want to live your life. Cause I just cannot stress enough that like, if you are different, like good, you should be yeah. like, that's the beautiful thing that you get to run your life differently, that you exist and respond and, and problem solve in different ways. And if you're feeling stuck, like th- thinking that you like, I've been doing what people told me to do. I like, I've been a good girl. Damn it. Like, why, why don't I like, why aren't we done yet? Why am I not feeling happier? Um, where's my treat? Yeah. Um, like, I was like, oh, you said I've been a good girl. That sounds so, <laughs> so I'm really glad you followed it up with where is my treat? Cause now you're, I know you're in on the joke as well. Yeah. <laughs> I've been a very good girl. Where's my treat? Um, yeah. And so all of those things, like it's because I have found that almost if you're experiencing that, it is highly likely that you just haven't taken it the one step further of like, is this my goal? Do I actually like this? And if I do, is there anything else that I can do to make it even better? Can make mm-hmm. it even juicier, fit my life even more perfectly. Yeah. Um, Cause you're not meant to be me. You're not meant to be Danielle. Yeah. You're meant to be exactly who you are. And that takes a little extra work to figure out who that is, what your values are, and then build the life that honors all that. Mm-hmm. It's really what about travesty to end up as not yourself with something that you hate that you worked really fucking hard on. Yeah. Honestly, like it's funny because I know that all of my like quote unquote embrace your weird videos, 
land on your page because you're always but yeah a hundred a hundred and ten percent like embrace your weird because there are so many more weird people out there that have similar weirdnesses and like that like we're all weird we're just weird in our own different ways like weird is not a bad word and it, like an individual being an individual is not bad it's like when you're trying to claim something else as your own, now we're leaning towards like the negative stuff, you know, like, but I love that. So, okay. So I want to make sure that like my clients and my, my clients, my listeners, I want to make sure my clients know exactly what you do. No, I want to make sure that my listeners know exactly like what you offer because sometimes like, I feel like early stage entrepreneurs, love you guys so much, but I was in your shoes. So I feel like I can say this, that it sounds all convoluted, you know, like, yeah. but what does that mean? What do you do? <laughs> oh, like, I love that you're asking this. Yeah. So why don't we go into that in like the next few minutes? And then you can talk about what, um, maybe if you like have anything special you can offer them. Sure. Yeah. So I change my lead magnets, magnets all the time. So depending on when you're listening to this, it's just like, come find me on TikTok and send me a DM. I always have free calls open that are just 15 minutes for me to say, yes, coaching is for you. No coaching is not. And then even if like, yes, I'm for you or no, I'm not like, I would love to point you in the right direction, even if we're not a fit. So booking a call with me is like the least stress, like easy peasy way to just get the ball rolling for you. Uh, what's really fun uh, about being, so there's business coaching mm-hmm. so, and there's also the type of business coaching that I do, which is more like transformational business, like transformational success coaching, um, which is very much convoluted. There isn't really a one right answer. So when people are like, so what do you do? And what are you going to do for me? I'm like, what do you want me to do for you? Yeah. Uh, I, I think I've said it a thousand times at this point. I believe that the entrepreneurial journey and the coaching required for people is very, very, very different all the time. And even the client, clients I've been coaching for like a year plus, I have, we have adjusted so many times based on how they've adjusted, how they've evolved and grown, how their businesses and priorities have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything is relative. If I just say like what I'm actually doing, it's helping you figure out how to create a powerful, profitable, peaceful life. So I'm, I want to help you build your values and figure out what they are. Um, I want to be like, a lot of people are mostly super excited just to have someone to talk to that's their dedicated person to then figure out accountability, figure out strategies that work. Um, I do like very, uh, what's the word hands-on types of things like, Oh, like this client sending me this email. Do you have any like feedback? Which I do, we do like website reviews, all these different things. And then in the big picture, like those are the supporting things that really mostly like the plate for my meat and potatoes, which is helping you figure out values, helping you do goal setting, time management, workflow management. The goal is that we like help you manage your overwhelm, recover from some of your burnout, and mostly just like lean so fucking deeply into what you actually want. So that when you do approach new clients or you are building your business, like you have such clarity and such confidence on who you are, what you're building, why you're building it and who you're going to be while you do it, that the clients just come in. Like everything is magnetic at that point. Once you can like feel so solidly in yourself. So it's a lot of mindset work. There's a lot of like, I don't believe in that one can exist as successfully without the other. So mm-hmm. It's very convoluted, but if if any of that resonates with you, like look for transformational business coaches, come find me on TikTok. I would love to have a chat with you. Um, 
And it's typically, I would say you, if you came to me, the type of person that I'm working with is someone who is leveling themselves up, whatever that means. I do work with a lot of people who are either reaching their six, first six figures for the first time or hitting their next one. And they're in that transformational. I want to be my fullest expression. I want to have something that feels good. I want to feel abundant and peaceful. Um, mm-hmm. And that peace comes from feeling profitable and like centered and powerful in yourself. So, I love that. so for, <laughs> okay, I'm going to give an example. Cause I, I feel like I know my audience a little bit better than you maybe, but so for an example, I recently shared a podcast episode about how I took big risks and my, one of the biggest risks that I take, I've taken recently is that I, um, the listeners know this, but I don't know if you know this, but I was a graphic designer. So I started off with graphic design as my freelance business. And then I, I led into like turning a hobby into a small business. So I was doing both. And then I led into answering everybody's questions of how I did that through the podcast and her messy bun, which then became what I am doing right now. Here we are. So, um, Last year, I made the executive decision to no longer do graphic design client work because it was just burning me out. Not that I, and I didn't love the design process for other people anymore. Mm-hmm. So if I had decided to keep doing that while being a mom, while doing her messy bun, the coaching process that I would need, I would probably have to hire Chelsea to keep me in the right mindset and to transform how I was doing it. And yes, it was a profitable way, but into a more peaceful, profitable way, because that way with, that I was doing it was just a shit show. No way. This is not <laughs> everything. Was on fire. Yeah. yeah. So if you're in that like process of like, I, I love this so much. I want to give it up, but I need to give it up because I'm not happy. I'm not this. I'm not that then Chelsea would be your transformational coach. So that's what a transformational coach overall in like a kind of nutshell example way can do for you. And like, again, it's very convoluted. So there's so many more examples that can happen, but, but that's like the best example I can give from my personal experience. If I would have kept that now, let's say a different experience would have been, I let go of it still. And now I'm fucking freaking out because I did just give myself a pay cut I would then again also be able to hire Chelsea or a transformational coach that suited me to be able to be like, listen, we got this. We can figure it out. Let's transform you into following those goals, getting more peace for yourself, finding those values and like amplifying it. So those are two different kinds of examples, all for the same scenario, kind of, but there's more to it. So, yes. And I love what you said about that. Like I meet people who are a lot like, I feel like people get to the point of being so frustrated that there's like, fuck, I'm ready to take myself seriously. Like I'm ready to stop feeling this way. That's definitely where a lot of people arrive at. And then there's also the people who are like, I, I just need, I need someone, I need me for me. So a lot of the people I'm working with, like, like you are like, are very successful people. And we're like, okay, but like, where's the Chelsea for me? Like, who is my person? So like, I have a business coach myself and a lot of people that come to me are that. So I feel like one of the core things that people are experiencing is like growth and expansion, whatever that looks like. So for you, like if people are like, are letting go of something great. If people are adding something new, great. And sometimes that expansion can even be within the singular business. So I work with, um, like one of my blogging clients or she's a, uh, a blogger 
we started as a photographer and then we went into blogging and then we were doing both. And now we're just doing mostly blogging. And then now within blogging, now we're moving in from just done for you services now into mentorship and templates. So it's this following like the river, just the ebb and flow of who you are in your business at what stage in your life and what you actually want to get out of it. Um, and again, like, yeah, like you said, like there's so many different examples of it, but like, that's the space of transformation where you just are looking for a little extra support, a little extra guidance, um, and someone to help you answer your own questions. Cause I'm not going to come in and fix your life. I, ha I have opinions. I have experience that I can share with you, but the biggest transformation and change and most like valuable thing comes from helping you arrive at your own answers. Mm -hmm. like you already know it's just the process of getting there and then leaning into it and having the confidence to then like act on them and I'm mm -hmm. there to like, cheer you on and help you figure out what those things actually are and put them on paper <laughs> yeah oh I love that I love you thank you so much for joining oh, is there yeah. any last thing that you want to share yeah. I know we said that your lead magnets change for those of you who don't know what a lead magnet is it's like her free stuff that she provides for you guys outside of the videos and the fun stuff that she does it's the downloads that you can get it's getting on her email list so that you don't miss out on when she's actually launching her next program <laughs> yeah um, I'm doing, yeah. So just come and find me. I'm Chelsea Abril. There's two A's, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, A-B as in boy, R-I-L. Um, I'm that on all of my platforms. So if B you as in daddy. Can we oh, start saying that? Right? Oh my God, B as in daddy. <gasps> Danielle, you just changed my life. I've been saying B as in boy my whole life. How boring. B as in baddie, obviously. Obviously. Oh my God. That's amazing. Thank you so much. That this whole, this whole lifetime was worth it for that moment. Um, yeah. So just come and find me. I'm always changing up what I'm offering. I always have new offers. My, my bread and butter, the thing that I'm always doing is one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, and that is a couple of different levels. It's typically, I think I have them at six months right now. And then I offer monthly intensives for people who don't have like the, the attention span and really just want to like get a new thing off the ground, really dive in and do like a transformational month. But yeah, just come and find me. I love chatting. I'm very friendly. Um, I, I love to make new friends. I'm, I'm very gregarious. So come and chat. Um, I'm always changing up what my lead, lead magnets and resources and freebies are. So yeah. come and get on the mailing list, if nothing else, and you'll just get fun things every so often. Love it. Um, also, if you guys missed where you can find her on TikTok, I will be having a podcast interviewees Ooh. on my Instagram, which I know you guys know I hate Instagram, but ugh, the stories are so good. Like I can't not do the stories. So anyways, I will have like one of those highlights for podcast interviewees and everybody that is interviewed by me in the Hermesy Bun podcast will be there with their tags. So you can find them on Instagram and then go over to TikTok. You can just like fly over there. Easy breezy, beautiful. Look at you. <laughs> um, all right. So I think that's all, right? Thank you so much for having me. What a blessing. Thank you, TikTok. Thank you, Danielle. Readers, <laughs> listeners, watchers. Can't wait to meet you. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you are interested in working with Chelsea, go over to her social media and find her. She's always dancing, always being a badass, and she will definitely make you smile, if anything. Um, again, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe and share this uh, video, podcast, episode, whatever platform you're listening or watching it on to the people that you know would love it and until next time mwah, bye
This podcast was written and created by me, Danielle, the founder and creator of Her Messy Bun and Consciously Creative. A special thank you to the members of Consciously Creative. Without you, I would not be able to have the freedom to produce Her Messy Bun podcast. Another special thanks to my husband, Blake, for always encouraging me and my unorthodox dreams and goals, as well as a huge thank you to my parents. If it wasn't for you babysitting, this podcast would sound a lot differently. Finally, a thank you to you, the person listening all the way to the end. You are my ride or die kind of people. This podcast is going places because of you. So thank you for every time you tune in, every time you post about the podcast on social media, every time you tell your friends to tune in, and for remembering to follow and rate this show on Spotify and iTunes. Those ratings will help me achieve my goals and dreams, and that's all due to you. So thank you all.